Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, and welcome to Healing with Dr. Daniels on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. And today is Tuesday, September 13th, and it is more or less 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Tonight's topic is refunds, money-back guarantee, or is it? So medical businesses are now offering money-back guarantees. Yes. So what I'm going to do today is examine this guarantee, and we're going to take a look at what this guarantee means, what it's really uh, refunding, and what this means for the person receiving, of course, the refund. So uh, as always, with the medical industrial complex, the point being discussed has almost nothing to do with patients. And when I was in medical school, this, to me, was very troubling. So I'm going to medical school to learn how to heal people, and these people are, for the sake of discussion, called patients. And every perspective that we look at the uh, problem from has nothing to do with the reality of the patient's experience. So let's take a look at what is going on. Now, your doctor got this in his inbox on July 25th. There are so many interesting things going on that I actually can't get to these topics like the same day they come out because there's so many of them. I literally have a backlog. So uh, here we go. It says, should patients get a money back guarantee? It almost sounds like a no brainer. Well, why not? Of course, the answer is because everyone knows medical therapy doesn't work. So how can you legitimately give and honor a money-back guarantee. So immediately, of course, your curiosity is piqued. And so they say, it sounds like a pitch from one of those late-night infomercials, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. But it's no joke. It is a promise from one of the nation's pioneering health systems, Geisinger. Now, so automatically, they're denigrating this because it sounds like a late-night infomercial, and, of course, this is beneath the dignity and status of medical professionals. All right. So, again, no discussion of patient impact. Okay. So far, the Danville, Pennsylvania-based nonprofit Integrated Health Systems Services Organization has refunded at least $100,000 to about 100 patients who were unhappy with the service or care they received. The refunds have covered a gamut of complaints. Now, do the math here. 100,000 divided by 100 is more or less, on average, $1,000 per patient refund. Okay. Hold that number in your, in your head. We're going to get back to it. From long waits in the emergency department to unappetizing hospital meals to disagreements with physicians over care plans. Uh, excuse me? Did anyone ask for a refund because they were harmed? Because they experienced complications? Because they didn't get the outcome they wanted? Hmm. 
And so immediately we have here an attempt to trivialize patient complaints, a long wait, unappetizing meals, and just disagree with physicians. So refund is a rare, a radical idea in healthcare. I'm telling you, it is. So radical that a handful of major health plans preferred not to comment on Geisinger's program or conceded, off the record, to a faintness of heart due to legal and other concerns. And we're going to talk about those other concerns. It is basically a kind of a nutty idea, said Daniel Callahan, co-founder and president emeritus. It means Emeritus means that he's uh, old and doesn't do anything and just gets to talk from time to time. And President Emeritus, uh, former president, of the Hastings Center, a nonpartisan bioethics research institute. It has the potential for being a pretty messy business all around, he told Medscape Medical News. Okay, so now another complaint is it's a messy business. Uh, I don't see how that works. You know what the, what the service costs, and you write the patient a check. Sounds pretty straightforward to me. Geisinger Chief Executive Officer David T. Feinberg, MD, said that when he first began discussing the refund notion with peers, they were dubious. I mean, doubtful. Almost nine months into the program called Proven Experience, they think we're nuts still. Dr. Feinberg told Medscape Medical News he is undaunted. Our industry is ripe for disruption. I'll bet you it is, said Dr. Feinberg, adding that Geisinger is confident the refund will be disruptive. Now, for those of you who don't understand the meaning of the word disruptive, uh, disruptive does not mean like um, a child acting out. Disruptive means that it just changes the way that things are done. For For example, the cell phone is a disruptive technology. There was a time when someone says, oh, Oh, I have to be home when you call me. Don't call me before this time because I won't be home. Well, now you have cell phones. The phones are portable. It doesn't matter if you're home. So it's a disruptive technology because it disrupts the way business is being done. So he's pretty sure it'll be a disruptive technology. And disruptive technology generally inures, that means it um, is to the benefit of whoever does the disruptive. So he wants to upend a system that he views as too provider-centered. Huh, too provider-centered. He notes that just as in retail, healthcare consumers have increasingly more choice, and those consumers are shouldering more costs, giving them a reason to be choosier about where they spend their dollars, said Dr. Feinberg. Now, this is an indirect uh, contradiction to the whole reason, just by the way, for Obamacare. The purpose of Obamacare was to make things more affordable and to... Uh, decrease people's out-of-pocket costs. But now we see people are shouldering more costs. So uh, we got got, uh, problems, uh, problems here. Okay. Let's see what else they've got to say about this. To him, that boils down to creating a model in which the consumer is always satisfied. Dr. Feinberg often cites Starbucks as an inspiration. If you don't like your latte, the barista will make it again. No questions asked. Now, that's not the same as a refund. I just want to tell you. Starbucks, however, is not in the business of giving customers money back. So uh, I guess the part he took from Starbucks was the concept of satisfying the patient or or client or at least making the client feel uh, satisfied. Dr. Feinberg is certain Geisinger will not be opening its wallet too often. It's not going to cost us a lot of money, he said. When you give a warranty or guarantee, you can either do it because you're really good and you're not going to have to be giving anything back or you have a really bad product. So this is, this is interesting. So it's not going to cost us a lot of money. Now, that is a good reason to give a refund is because it doesn't cost a lot of money. And we're going to cover that point, too. In Geisinger's case, the money-back guarantee is a show of confidence, said Dr. Feinberg. It also shows the community that Geisinger is serious, said Teresa Doris, MD, MSPH, and FACPM. So she has a, a master's in public health as well as a medical degree. 
It also shows the community, okay, okay. Senior Vice President at the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. Also told Medscape Medical News, the refund sends a very public signal about really putting patients at the center of care, she said. <laughs> okay, so this is a signal they're putting patients at the center of care. Again, we're going to take a, a closer look at this and see what really is at the center of care here. And she notes healthcare has borrowed from the business world before, adopting quality improvement methods from the auto industry, that would be car industry. For instance, although there are things we can learn from the for-profit business world, Dr. Torres said, they are different. Good health care is not all about the money. It's about the health outcomes, she said. Okay, that's good to note. Real-time response. Starbucks remakes a lot of latte on the spot. A physician can't perform a surgery the same day, but staff can try to make up for mistakes immediately by handing out vouchers for transportation or a meal. It sounds like the airline industry to me. For instance, says Greg F. Burke, M.D., now, this is outrageous because after most surgeries, people absolutely cannot uh, handle meals, and they would have had transportation anyway. But Geisinger's chief patient op- experience officer, who is also a practicing internist at the health system, patients also get their money back quickly after a complaint has been filed and evaluated. Proven experience was tested minimally by patients undergoing spinal surgery. Now, there is a test. There is a test, especially since spinal surgery is proven to be ineffective especially for low back pain. If for any reason the surgery patients were not pleased, they could log on to app, an app specially built for the program. Once there, they'd log a complaint and select from a sliding scale of $1 to the amount of their copay, how much of the copay they wanted to have refunded. The request was processed within five, three to five business days. Interesting. On November 15th, Dr. Feinberg announced that proven experience would be expanded to cover anyone and anything having to do with Geisinger, which spans 30,000 employees, 12 hospitals, two research centers, and a health plan that serves 510,000 members. So they are also the insurance company. And this is what they mean by integrated. The Geisinger system serves 3 million residents of Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey. Okay. The refund only applies to co-pays and deductibles, however. So far, the top complaints have been for the following. One, long waits. Two, lack of communication. Three, not happy with the care plan. Four, care environment, like noise. Concerns about food, financial issues, including charges and co-pays. Okay. Which is understandable since charges and co-pays and deductibles are getting higher and higher and higher. Patients almost never ask for a full refund, which is keeping costs low, said Dr. Feinberg. It is not unusual to see a refund request of $150, she said. So in other words, they rarely ask for a, full, a refund of their full copay. Guys who verifies that the patient actually spent the money before issuing a refund. It appears in the patient's bill as a patient experience adjustment, said Dr. Feinberg a touchy area for physicians. In many cases, patients complain about physicians by name, and those physicians will hear about it directly from Geisinger. That's not particularly new at the health system since patients already rate their physicians by awarding them one to five stars, which are posted on the physician's file page. The proven experience comments, positive or negative, are an added layer of feedback. Dr. Burke told Medscape Medical News, the comments can be made anonymously, or the patient can identify themselves. Physicians have received training in how to deliver patient-centered service, and they've been given scripts on how to introduce the idea that patients can ask for a refund. But the whole process wasn't really vetted with Geisinger staff or physicians. What does that mean? It means the doctors had no input into this. Before they announced the rollout to Dr. Burke, who ended up presenting the refund program to a number of Geisinger's physician groups. This is important to understand. Doctors are not running health care. They do not run the health care system. They do not write the standard of care. They do not make the rules. They do not make administrative decisions, and they only enforce them when told to do so. So many of them got the basic premise of this being the right thing to do from an ethical standpoint, Dr. Burke said, but physicians had numerous concerns, including 
whether the refund would turn medicine into a commodity. Excuse me, it already is a commodity. If you say one internal medicine cardiologist is the same as another internal medicine cardiologist, duh. The most common worry was that patients would take advantage of physicians. Dr. Burke found that notion somewhat distasteful. Physicians asked patients to trust them, he said. It would be the height of hypocrisy to say back to patients that we don't trust you, said Dr. Burke. Now, doctors always say to patients they don't trust patients. In fact, we even have a term for it. The patient is an unreliable historian, which means basically the patient is a liar and not to be believed. So doctors are trained not to ever test, test, uh, trust patients. So this is quite specious. And so Dr. Burke says if they had a bad experience, they had a bad experience. Since proven experience started, it's like we've turned the faucet on to Dr. Burke, noting that Guy Sinclair has had a flood of complaints. That means going back to the physicians, nurses, pharmacists, maintenance staff, readers, reception, discussion, discussing the complaint with them and figuring out a way to do better. In one recent instance, a family complained about a surgeon's poor communication skills. They said the surgeon was not available for follow-up, and they did not feel respected. Dr. Burke brought the family together with the surgeon, and they spent an hour hashing things out. Later, Dr. Burke met with the surgeon's superior. So now we have the whole medical administrative bureaucracy, surgeon's superior, to discuss his history of patients and ended up suggesting counseling for the surgeon. So this is, remember, going to the doctor's inbox. So the refund request can be mind-boggling, Dr. Burke said. He had a request for a refund for a service provided 22 years ago. One patient wanted a refund before a procedure was performed. Another wanted money back because the doctor yawned during the visit. Well, excuse me, if the doctor is yawning and sleepy during the visit, he might be yawning and sleepy during the surgery. I can understand the patient wanting to back out. Duh. At any rate, that's the messy end of the guarantee, said Callahan, of the Hastings Center. Some patients are going to be cranky people no matter what you do for them, he said. And he cautioned, you can be sure, knowing human nature, some people probably would try to take advantage of the refund offer. The challenge is to determine which complaints are threats to health versus threats to somebody's delicate psyche, said Callahan. Dr. Burke acknowledges the challenge. He said he works closely with Geisinger's patient advocates, the risk management staff, to determine which complaints can be addressed through a refund and which fall into the medical legal bucket and which ones they should fight and say, you're not getting a refund, we're going to court. Opening the door to litigation. Geisinger Chief sees the money-back guarantee program as an antidote, a cure, to patients who want to sue. The question would have to be, does the patient sign an agreement agreeing not to sue once he gets a refund? We're not admitting that we made an error, said Dr. Feinberg. What we are saying is we understand your perception and we apologize. Patients are appreciative and less likely to pursue the matter further, he said. When the patient doesn't feel they were listened to, they go to the litigation route. Again, Council for Community Health Network, Inc. in Indianapolis, Indiana, says that when patients feel they've been heard, it benefits all parties. also tends to increase satisfaction scores. Taking the time to listen and responding quickly or positively builds a trust, Keith told Medscape. The more confidence and trust, the better experience the patient has with the provider and the organization, and the less likely they are to sue. So we're now building confidence and trust. Okay, what about outcomes? So will proven experience drive change? Just having a refund won't necessarily improve the quality of care or patient satisfaction. That's true. The key will be how they take this information from the patients and use it to drive system change to drive improvements that would be realized by any patient that comes along, she said. Geisinger is doing just that, said Dr. Burke, measuring and tracking the complaints, feeding information back to staff, from housekeepers to nursing assistants, physicians, cafeteria workers, and working to truly have a more patient-centered system. Callahan said it would be interesting to see whether in a few years Geisinger's patients are more satisfied and whether the staff has changed its behavior in a measurable way. For now, it's not clear whether the refund is experimental or long-term commitment. He said Geisinger's administrators may not know themselves, said Callahan. So far, no other health system has followed in Geisinger's footsteps. I'm not surprised, said Dr. Torres. Bottom line pressures mean that any financial risk is really difficult to take. But if Geisinger is able to demonstrate how they benefited, others may come along and adopt it, she said. Dr. Feinberg envisions only success. Maybe in a few years, everyone else will be doing it, and it's normal, he said. Now, this article is quite slanted in many different ways. First of all, 
Let's talk about money-back guarantees as it relates to business, uh, as it relates to online business. If you write money-back guarantee at the bottom of your offer to get a person to buy, you will literally increase sales two to threefold, sometimes even tenfold. Money-back guarantee, that's number one. Number two, so sales will increase tenfold, and so what if you have to give refunds to you know, 5% of those uh, who ordered, you still have a tremendous uh, multiple increase in the revenue and even a greater increase in profit because with volume comes savings. So we can presume that having this refund service or policy is actually helping Geisinger increase their patient volume. In other words, more people are willing to have a surgery It's easier for doctors to talk someone into a surgery. It's easier for someone to be talked into a medical intervention because they know, okay, I'll get a refund if for some reason I don't like it. Okay. So, one, we know that the policy is going to increase business because that's just the way medical refunds or refunds of any type go. But get this. So I said to myself when I read this, I said, how can anyone in an industry that has a 5% profit margin kills 1% of his customers, earns 10% of his revenue killing them, afford to give a refund. Further, the same industry, hospital industry, harms 25% of all people admitted. If even 5% or 20% of the people harmed receive a full refund, the hospital would close. So the answer, we're only refund deductibles and copays, which means the average refund is 20% of the price of the service. So by refunding what amounts to 20%, Geisinger is giving the appearance of providing a full refund. How do you like that? I mean, as if the patient did not pay the insurance premiums for the whole friggin' year, or worse yet, the last 5, 10, or 15 years. I mean, the patient has been making monthly payments with the social contract if he made these monthly payments, that he would receive satisfactory care when the time came. The time came, and the person did not receive satisfactory care. So the person really is out all of the money paid in insurance premiums. So in other words, nothing less than a full refund of the full price of the service is honest. Can you imagine if a supermarket gave you a 20% refund on a defective, spoiled, moldy loaf of bread? Would you be, like, thrilled and say, wow, I got a refund? Or what about the inconvenience? What about the trauma of maybe eating and experiencing the mold in the bread and feeling lousy? So just because the patient paid in installments, we'll call them insurance premiums, doesn't mean he's any less entitled to a full refund. And it is not a full refund. If it's not a full refund, it should not be called that. Whenever we're talking about things like this, it's always helpful to check the definitions. You know, check the definitions. Okay, so it's to pay back money to a customer who's not satisfied with goods or services. Example. This is the example given by the dictionary. If you are not delighted with your purchase, we will guarantee to refund your money in full. So what we have here is a fuzzy understanding of what is your purchase and what is your money. Is not the money you paid in insurance premiums over the years, is not that your money? Is not all the money in the possession of the insurance company the, the money of the future patients? Absolutely. So the real refund being given here is not a full refund. It's just a 20% uh, rebate. And that is a problem. That is a real problem. 
So to refund is to fund anew, um, to replace something old with something new. But even more important with the Middle English and Latin uh, meaning, the origins, is to restore. To restore. And this is important. So when you say to a patient, hey, if you're not happy, we're going we're gonna to restore you. Well, let's take a look at this refund. First of all, let's take a look at what the patient really pays. There's a lot that the patient puts out. First of all, patient pays a deductible, which is usually these days $5,000 a year. Then a copay, which is usually 20%. That's the beginning. Then we'll talk about surgery. Uh, talk about gallbladder removal. Patient pays the inconvenience, pain, suffering, we'll call it torture, of having the surgery. Then the patient pays, uh, depending on whether it's laparoscopic, complications or not, a recovery period of anywhere from one to eight weeks. Then the patient is paid, say, family of four, premiums, $1,500 a month, 12 months in a year, five years, just more or less, $50,000 the person is out of pocket. They paid $50,000 for the assurance that when health care was needed, they would receive it and it would be satisfactory. So really what this person has put out is they've been tortured. They're out the $50,000 in premiums. Gallbladder surgery, I looked it up, is anywhere from $5,000 to $43,000. Let's be generous, call it $16,000. So they're out $50,000 plus the $5,000 deductible and $16,000 minus $5,000 and 20% of $11,000 is $2,200. So the person is out $57,200 total out-of-pocket expense just for the privilege of having gallbladder surgery and not being satisfied. Let's just say, sake of discussion, the person has gallbladder surgery and their symptoms did not go away. They're not happy. By the way, when I was in medical practice, that was the experience of at least half of all people who had gallbladder surgery. All right, so you're still with me. I know what you're saying. A person is not entitled to return their premiums, but I'll concede that, but hear me out. The total money received by the hospital in this case would be $16,000. My position is that by virtue of the fact that the person paid the premiums, he is entitled to the full refund. If your house burned down, the insurance company hands you a check for the damage. If any contractor repairing the house issues a refund, it's issued in full to you because you paid the premiums. Why should health care be any different? So let's take a look uh, at what's going on here. Uh, with a quote from the article, it's not going to cost us a lot of money. Of course it's not, because no particular patient is ever going to get more than 20% back. So this is, this is awesome. You have the appearance of giving back 100%. Because you say, oh, we're going to give you back 100% of the money you paid out of pocket at the time of surgery. We're not going to look at the fact that you funded the insurance company from which we're getting the balance. And that if we're giving a money-back guarantee... Shouldn't we be giving the money back to at least the insurance company? If you qualify for a refund, why wouldn't the insurance company qualify for a refund of similar proportions? In Geisinger's case, the money back guarantee is a show of confidence. In what? It's a show of confidence that the amount of the refund is going to be basically trivial. And it's a show of confidence that fewer than 25% of people will ask for their money back. Because it's 25%, 20% of 25% is 5%. And we know the profit margin, more or less, of an institution is 5% in the healthcare industry. So in order for Geisinger to break even or get ahead, they would, have a ref- they would need a refund rate of less than 25%. That's like hitting the broad side of the barn with a baseball pretty much a sure shot. So it's a, it's a show of confidence in the math done by their MBA. And I'm telling you, whoever thought up this deception definitely needs a raise. 
this guy that give him a promotion. So it's not all about the money. It's about the health outcomes. In fact, it is about the money. It's not about the health outcomes because none of the refunds had anything to do with the health outcomes. They mentioned that. It had to do with waiting times, uh, didn't like the food, and didn't like the doctor. At no point did any patient, according to this article, ask for a refund based on health outcomes. No one asked for a refund because the surgery didn't work. Nobody asked for a refund because they had a complication. This is incredible. And I think um, we need to give credit to Geisinger for the incredible script that they've written for the doctor in terms of how to present the concept or idea of a money-back refund guarantee. So this is just an awesome, awesome deception to get people to focus on their deductible, focus on their out-of-pocket money. But the truth of the matter is, some things cannot be refunded. You can't take back torture. You can't take back mutilation. And once you kill the patient, you can't reverse that with replacing a copay. And so using the term refund, displaying it uh, publicly and using it as an advertisement point simply creates a larger flood of unsuspecting humans walking into what is um, indisputably a meat grinder, a human meat grinder. And so what this refund really is, is not a full refund. It's just a way to refund 20%, pretend the whole amount is being refunded, and even worse, by using the word refunded, which actually means to restore, giving people the impression that they're being restored, uh, gives a false impression that the true damage that's being done can actually be reversed. And, of course, it can't. And um, are patients going to fall for this? I don't know. We'll have to take a look and see if um, Geisinger is successful in getting increased volume, increased revenue, and increased patients um, accessing their services. And possibly it may be that when the refund is presented to patients that they are told we're not talking about, you know, expected events or complications we're talking about refunds when something out of the ordinary happens. And so this trains patients to not ask for a refund when they experience complications, to not ask for a refund uh, when they're 20, among the 25% of patients who are actually harmed as a result of their experience. And so if you have patients trained to ask for a refund just because they feel disrespected, then you pretty much hit a home run here. And it seems like that is the case. So what do you do? <laughs> Don't go for it. Don't go for the bait. Don't, uh, don't believe the hype. So realize that this refund is not a refund. Um, and even if they did refund the full amount, they cannot refund your torture, they cannot refund your mutilation, and they cannot refund... Your death in the event that you die. And you have a situation where 40% of all deaths are due to the encounters with the medical industrial complex. It makes no sense. So if people are willing to take precautions to avoid, let's say, homicide, they don't want to be killed, they're avoiding homicide, um, which only affects 15,000 Americans a year, why wouldn't they be willing to take precautions to prevent something that kills 880,000 Americans a year. Dumb, right? So how do you avoid being harmed by the medical industrial complex? The simple truth is the only way to do that, and there's only one way, is to avoid any and all encounters with the medical industrial complex. In other words, the harm happens as a result of the standard of care as a result of the design of the treatment interventions. And so because the harm is a product of the standard of care, it's a product of the system functioning as it's supposed to, then the only way, the only way to prevent being 
harmed, mutilated, disfigured, or killed is by not encountering the system. The only way. <laughs> okay. So that is the story. That is the truth. So as many of you know, I was a little bit late to the show today. Um, I'm doing a Healers in Panama retreat, training people to become the healers in their home. And I want you to know, um, we got a top-notch recorder this year, so we actually have videos, we actually have recordings. And so uh, we're going to give you people at home who couldn't make it a chance to experience the same knowledge from the comfort of your home. It's not going to be quite the same. You're not going to have the hands-on uh, experience, but you will get the knowledge and you will be able to uh, walk away from this kind of damage. And you'll be able to avoid being seduced by fake and false promises like this. And so we're going to be having a webinar this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to get noticed, a notice about the webinar, you have to go to vitalitycapsules.com forward slash Candida, C-A-N-D-I-D-A, sign up, and you'll get your free report, of course, about um, healing with turpentine. But you'll also get an invitation to the webinar. Okay, chat room. This is not a time to get personalized medical advice. <laughs> okay. my uh, If you look at what I'm going through here just to do the show, I have five screens open, uh, you know, going from uh, one frame to the other, it's a really uh, intense balancing act. So uh, please be patient and if I don't get to your questions or personal health matters. But you can always go to vitalitycapsules.com, click on Discovery Session, and go from there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dr. Daniels. The best, oh, so it's time for questions. Hey, what's the call-in number? Uh, let me see what the call-in number is. Call-in number for questions is 914-338-0695. That is 914-338-0695. Now I'm going back to the chat room to see if they have questions there. Okay. Dr. Daniels, the best con men and con women always try to con you in a way where you can feel like they're doing you a favor how can a person avoid this? The first thing is don't ask for anyone to do a favor for you. If someone approaches you to do a favor that you have not even asked for, that should set up your red flags. That's number one. Number two, if they offer you to do a favor for you, which entails something you can easily do for yourself, then you know that you're on the receiving end of a con. So those are the two red flags. And that should really protect you from cons. My father was a con man, and he always said this. He said, you cannot con an honest man. You cannot con someone unless they expect something for nothing. But once they expect something for nothing, that's it. You've got the con. And this is the problem with medical care. If people paid for their medical care in full and expected no favors, and expected only to receive what they could afford to pay for, this type of con would absolutely not be possible. Um, if people felt that it was unethical to not pay or to not be responsible for their um, medical care, this would not be possible. This is only because people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I don't have to pay 20%, ignoring the fact that they pay these exorbitant premiums every month for so many years. Oh, yeah, I have to pay 20%. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a bargain. I'm, I'm getting over on them. I'm taking advantage of them. When actually it's a way to get you to jump to your death or at least to your own mutilation. Okay. Dr. Daniels, why are doctors eager to remove everything surgically? A couple of reasons. First reason is we were taught in medical school that if there is an organ that is not functioning properly, the proper care of it is to remove it and replace it, as in transplant, or remove it and throw it away, as in gallbladder, appendix, tonsils, uterus, ovaries, and prostate glands. So doctors are trained in medical school that removing something 
is an acceptable uh, solution. Okay, Dr. James, why are people eager to remove? Why are doctors so eager to remove people's gallbladder? Again, the system is set up so doctors get paid a certain amount of money for gallbladder removal. And if you're a doctor who's really good at it, you can do very well. I uh, once knew a doctor who could take out a gallbladder, skin to skin, um, incision to suturing, and uh, 15 minutes. So of course, you know. Uh, this was a, a, a off, uh, an amazing thing to do. Someone had a, a burp, indigestion, bump, out with your gallbladder. And people were happy to have him do it. They were happy. Why? Because he left a little itty scar. It was so quick, and it felt great. So doctors are eager to do it because it pays well, and it's quick. And people say yes. <laughs> okay. Dr. Daniels. Thank you very much for the show. It's a great show. I decided to cut my losses on all past lousy medical services. Okay, so cut your losses. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Maybe the person decided not to get any more medical services and just kind of walk away. All right. So should foods in the grocery like sprouted quinoa or sprouted pumpkin seeds be considered processed foods? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You need to, if you want sprouts, you need to sprout your own. Uh, Especially sprouts are an issue because when other people sprout your sprouts, sprouts, they uh, easily get mold just because of the duration of the sprouting, the duration of time. And if you sprout your own, you can guard against this. For example, at the end of your sprouting, you can rinse them off with water, rinse them with vinegar, inspect them, and, you know, it's, it's a much better deal if you do your own sprouts. Also, if you overdo your sprouts, you sprout them a little too long, and I've done this, and they start sprouting, well, roots, then you can just cook them. So it's much better to sprout your own sprouts, and it's pretty simple to do. Now, you don't have to get your sprouts from the grocery store. You can get your sprouts from people locally in your area who make sprouts. I think that would be a reasonable compromise. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Dr. Daniels. I am so jaded. I don't believe anybody when they say money back guarantee will give it all back to you for free for anything. I just assume I'll never get the money back. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. What do you think? I think this is a pretty good position uh, to take. I'm personally uh, not as jaded. I guess you could say I'm pretty gullible. So I always believe it when they say money back guarantee. But I have found on the Internet that that's actually true in about – 70 to 80% of the time, which is an interesting, um, <laughs> an interesting thing. Um, so usually money back guarantee, they actually do usually give your money back. But you do have to you know, be careful to ask for it back um, um, soon enough. Okay, so what I think, I do think it's the best thing is to simply make a decision as to whether or not you want the thing in question as to whether or not you want to have, say, the surgical procedure or whether you want to accept the medication the doctor is giving you. Um, if this is really something that you want, then um, that's reason enough to get it. And, of course, you think the source you're getting it from is actually going to um, deliver on the service. In my case, um, I give a money-back guarantee for the Vitality capsule, and um, I honor that. Okay. <laughs> Why would a ND advertise I'm dedicated to serving children, young adults, women, and families? Because um, many times, even um, naturopathic people, special or, doc- or doctors specialize in maybe um, older people or people of a certain age or a certain gender, and so. They would advertise that to let people know that they're taking care of people of all ages and both genders. Now, the other reason to say I'm dedicated to serving children, young adults, and women and families is to use the same terminology that doctors use. And this almost like rings uh, alarm bells. Oh, wait a minute. So you're a pediatrician, adolescent specialist, gynecologist, and family practice doctor. Huh. So 
it unfortunately sends a signal that this person is using the same allopathic model, only throwing in naturopathic um, methods to achieve a objective, same objective that the allopath would seek to achieve. In other words, the objective being a lethal one. For example, with diabetes, um, if an allopathic doctor um, decides he's going to reach aim for the same hemoglobin A1C targets that allopathic physicians aim for, then he's going to cause as much harm or even more to his clients than the doctor is. So to use the same methods or to use different methods to achieve the same goal is actually not reasonable because most people who go to uh, a naturopath or an allopath or any healer or whatever, they want to be healthy or to get healthy. So if your naturalist doctor is sending out advertising, it sounds a lot like the medical doctor's advertising, um, that suggests that he's shooting for the same therapeutic goals, which is absolutely not what you want. (laughs) Dr. Daniels, I'm looking for someone to discuss ozone injections for a serious hip problem. What do you think? Okay. I think that uh, you need to take a different perspective on your hip problem. So your hip problem is not necessarily a problem of addition. It may be a subtraction problem. So it may be that what you really need to do is, um, you know, change up your diet uh, and find ways to remove the toxins from your hip that are causing the problem. I'll give you an example. Actually, my own home, my husband. So my husband likes his ribs and his macaroni and cheese and um, potato salad and various other things. And so one night, of course, he had taken his vitality capsules, and he's in bed. He says, oh, my God, this hip, this hip is terrible. His pain is intense. It's, it's awful. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know if I can go to the bathroom. It's so painful. So he gets up, makes it to the bathroom, sits down in the toilet, lets loose what must have been three pounds of stuff, and he says, oh, my gosh, my hip is so much better. He says, well, I'm, I hate to say I'm a, a convert, but. <laughs> so um, I, I think similarly, uh, you, you might want to take a reasonable, uh, that, other, uh, that perspective with your hip, that your problem is your stuff in your hip that's causing the pain or difficulty. Just, just a possibility. Just a possibility. Okay. Okay, it may be objected. (laughs) Okay. Okay, all right. So uh, there's talk in the, there's more talk in the chat. What is the best way to use bentonite clay to get rid of metals in the body? Best way to use it. There's lots of ways. Um, and each way you use it has, of course, um, complications. So one way to use bentonite clay to get rid of heavy metals is, of course, to just take it. Take a teaspoon, mix it in water, drink it down, uh, and do that anywhere from one to four times a day. That's one way. Another way is you can just uh, apply the clay topically. So mix bentonite clay with water, one part, one part clay, it's a powder, three parts water, and let it sit for a couple of days, and it'll gel up very nice for you, kind of like yogurt. And you just apply this to your body, leave it on uh, for 15 to 30 minutes. It literally pulls toxins and metals out of your body, and then you spray off. What's the problem with that? It'll clog up your plumbing if you're in a first-world country, let's say United States or something. So um, what I tell people to do is to use it externally because it's very safe. You can't get constipated. You can't get uh, a gut of cement. But to use it outside, or you can stand in um, a pretty big uh, plastic tub or bucket and rinse it off while you're standing in the tub or bucket. Okay. 
This is interesting. Dr. Dan, the other day you were saying that boron and gelatin help rebuild cartilage in the disc for protecting the spine. Uh-huh. Instead of boron, can I just take gelatin with an eighth teaspoon of borax, which I buy in bulk in a liter of distilled water drank through the day, then the expensive boron tablets from the health food store? Okay, so uh, you take a teaspoon of borax, put it in a liter of water, and take a teaspoon of that. So that, uh, that's the way you do that. In other words, your, your, your boron dose is an overdose. It's too much borax. What is the best way to eat black chia seeds on a vegan diet? Okay, so chia seeds are chia seeds, so they're black or any other color. Always, always, always soak the chia seeds first. Why? Because they're hydroscopic, and they will suck the water out of you and dehydrate you. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so Dr. Daniels, would compensation be a better term Um, instead of refund? No, no, it wouldn't, because these people are absolutely not being compensated for their um, loss. And they've got this refund phrase, so they're training people to only ask for a refund if they've experienced um, treatment that was not according to the standard of care, um, or they somehow felt slighted or insulted. So they're being trained not to even ask for refunds um, because of harm. So um, these people are not being compensated. In fact, the um, marketers are are being very careful to make sure that people who are harmed do not ask for a refund. As you can see, by the fact that being harmed was not one of the major reasons to ask for a refund. And, and another reason for that might be if a person seriously feels damaged, that they don't feel 20% refund would be reasonable. So let's go. It's time for one question. Let's see if we have one on the uh, other line. Okay, great. We don't. All right, so we have 90 seconds. So I'd like to remind people to please visit vitalitycapsules.com forward slash candida and Download your free report, the Candida Cleaner, and that way um, you'll be on the list. We will have your information, and we can let you know about the webinar this Friday where we talk about the three major obstacles that keep people from becoming the healers in their home. And that is important, and that is the only way this carnage will stop.